All roads lead to heaven. Well, that sentence makes good talk show banter, but does it make sense? Can all approaches to God be correct? How can all religions lead to God when they are so different? We don't tolerate such logic in other matters. We don't pretend that all roads lead to London or all ships sail to Australia. All flights don't lead to Rome. Imagine your response to a travel agent who proclaims they do. You tell him, you need a flight to Rome, Italy. So he looks on his screen and he offers, well, there's a flight to Sydney, Australia at 6 a.m. Does it go to Rome, you ask? No, but it offers great food and movies. But I need to go to Rome, you say. And he says, well, let me suggest Southwest Airlines. Southwest Airlines flies to Rome? No, but they win awards for on-time arrivals. You're getting frustrated. So you reiterate, I need one airline to carry me to one place, Rome. The agent appears offended. Sir, all flights go to Rome. Well, you know better. Different flights have different destinations. That's not a thick-headed conclusion, but, but an honest one. Every flight does not go to Rome, and every path does not lead to God. What is the way to God? To eternal life? I want to say thank you for joining us today. I love you all, and I appreciate our online family, which all of you are now. And I want you to know I miss you, and I love you, and I want to thank you for your faithfulness, and especially your faithfulness and loyalty through this time. I am grateful to gather online and for the technology that, that it gives to us to make this happen. Can you imagine not being able to even do this? Today we're beginning a new series called Waymaker, and my, my hope is that you will have a fresh understanding of who God is through this series. The title comes from a popular Christian song, Waymaker, written and originally sung by Sinatch, a Nigerian Christian woman. And when this song came to have special meaning to me was one evening at the very beginning of this pandemic and this COVID virus, when it was just beginning to have an effect on us here in Indiana, a young lady, a young mom, talked about her life, and, and she sang the words to this song, Waymaker, and it meant so much to me because it reminded me of who we can count on through uncertain times, through, through times where there's no normal. And in fact, we're talking about someday there will be a new normal. And so the words of Waymaker go, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Now I'd encourage you to listen to that song. What's the definition of a waymaker? It's one that makes a road specifically. A person who makes a specific road. And, and as I thought about that definition, God has always been a waymaker for man, for mankind. From the Garden of Eden and, and the fall of Adam and Eve out of the garden, God was making a way for them. From Noah 
to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob to Moses and then to the kings of Israel and then to the prophets of Israel all to what all the way to Jesus. Now today we're going to look at three promises that Jesus makes, three three words of comfort in John chapter 14. And I want to remind you that John is the only one that wrote about this time in the apostles' lives, probably in the upper room, after the last, or the last Supper, and Jesus gives us these words through John. Nowhere else in the Bible would we know this. But, but Jesus shares with them, as they are approaching an uncertain, abnormal time, in their relationship. And he's going to be crucified in a few hours. He says to them, let not your hearts be troubled. What's this word trouble here? And it means to stir up, to cause acute emotional distress or turbulence, to cause great mental distress. Well, they were going to experience that as apostles. You may be experiencing that at this time. Jesus was encouraging them. He was the one that was going to be crucified. Then he goes on to say, believe in God, believe also in me. We need to trust in our way maker, Jesus. Billy Graham said, within the New Testament, there is no indication that Christians should expect to be healthy, wealthy, and successful in this present age. Christ never told his disciples that they would get an Academy Award for their performances, but he did tell them to expect to have troubles. This age is interested in success, not suffering. We can identify with James and John who wanted choice seats in the kingdom. We might even ask for reclining chairs and soft music. Do you think we'd get it? Then Jesus continues, In verse 2, he says, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that? I go to prepare a place for you. The first promise is that Jesus has a place for us. He's preparing a place for us. And if I prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. And the second promise is this. Not only did he prepare a place for us, but he's going to take us and we are going to be present with him. And then he says, you know the way to where you are go- we are going or where I am going. And they said, how can I know? How can we know that way? And Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. The third promise was that, that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. There was only one way, only one way to reconcile our relationship with God, only one way through Jesus Christ's sacrifice. He was the truth, and that's the roadmap for negotiating the difficult challenges of of life. Without it, we get lost and we develop emotional problems that tell us that we're lost. We often settle for half-truths or no-truths at all because they are actually easier, but they're not. The truth is the only road to emotional health. There is no other path. And that truth is illuminating, and it makes us accountable. And then he says, and the life. Jesus is the 
only way to eternal life, not eternal life, not eternal death, is regenerating its abundant life now and forever. But then Jesus goes on in verse 7, he says, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you will you still do not know me? Philip, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father also dwells in me, does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. He's saying, you've seen me, you know the Father, and if you, you can't understand that, just believe because of the works. And then verse 13, he says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus is making a promise here that, that he is for us. He wants to help us. When we're in his will, we ask anything in his name, and he will do it. You know, many have lost their way or, or have never known the way. Have you ever been lost? Mary McLaren has an unusual condition called developmental topographical disorientation, or DTD. This means she can't form a mental map or an image of her surroundings. Unlike most people, Mary has no internal compass. Here's how she described a typical incident of dealing with her DTD. I was staying at a friend's home and decided to take their dog Otis for a walk. And as I started back, I had no idea where I was. I was only blocks from where I had started my walk, but I was lost. Fear and adrenaline pulsed through my veins, and I began to sweat profusely. My surroundings looked completely unfamiliar. It was as though I'd been dropped into the middle of a foreign land. I hadn't written down the address of the home where I was staying. Walking in any direction would be just a guess. And I, am I getting closer or farther away to where I want to go? Would I have had to knock on someone's door to use their phone to call the police? And how could I expect them to return me to a place if I had no address to provide? Fortunately, Mary found someone to guide her back to her house. With DTD, there's no brain injury, no car accident, no brain tumor, nor stroke. People who have this condition basically get lost every day in their most familiar surroundings. Mary continues, those of us struggling with this disorder, are often left with feelings of anxiety, depression, isolation, and self-doubt. That's what it's like to lose your way or to have never known the way. I, I believe that describes many of us and, and, and our culture, that a lot of times we're lost. We don't know the way. 
We're lost without a relationship with Jesus. No way to come home. Right now, I think that we need a way maker. We, we feel those feelings of isolation and loss. But we've got to realize what Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's not talking about a religion, which I hate religion. He's talking about a relationship with Jesus, that he is our way maker when we are in relationship with him. He's our way to our salvation, but he's also the way in, in trouble and in difficult circumstances. And sometimes he's our way even in the best of times because we stop seeing and listening and being in relationship with him and we get lost in good times as well as bad. And he is our life beyond this life. And we have a hope beyond all of this. Who you becomes depends on what way you choose or who you choose as your way. Someday you're going to meet someone down the road, an old man or a woman, and, and, and you're going to be catching up with him or her. And what kind of old man are you going to meet or old woman are you going to meet? He or she may be a seasoned, soft, gracious fellow, a gentleman who has grown old gracefully, surrounded by hosts of friends, friends who call him blessed because of what his life has meant to them. Or he may be a bitter, disillusioned, dried-up old buzzard without a good word for anyone, soured, friendless, and alone. That old man will be you. He'll be the composite of everything you do, everything you say, everything you think, today and tomorrow. His mind will will he see in a mold you have made by your beliefs. His heart will be turning out what you've been putting into it. Every little thought, every deed goes into this old man. Every day and every way, you're becoming more and more like yourself. Amazing, but true you're beginning to look more like yourself, think more like yourself, and talk more like yourself. You're becoming yourself more and more. The way you choose determines who you become. Choose one way and live only in terms of what you're getting out of life. And the old man gets smaller, drier, harder, crabbier, more self-centered. Choose the way of being open in your life to others. Think in terms of what you can give, your contribution to life, and the old man grows larger and larger and softer and kinder and greater and more gracious. Who are you becoming? Pictured on your screen is a picture of the world's most dangerous road. It's called the road of death. The, the Inter-American Development Bank calls it the world's most dangerous road. Found in Bolivia, this dirt and rock route stretches approximately 38 miles and descends from La Paz at 12,000 
elevation, 12,000 feet elevation, down to the beautiful rainforest at the edge of the basin of the Amazon River. Why so dangerous? An average of 26 vehicles fall off this road each year, and 200 to 300 people lose their lives on it annually. Steep hillsides, cliffs, and drop-offs with no guardrails present. They pre- it presents hazards. And, and the road in places has room only for one vehicle. Rain and fog complicate the trip, along with muddy surfaces and loose rocks sliding down hillsides. In 1983, over 100 passengers were killed when a bus veered off the edge and crashed into a canyon. If you look closely at the picture, traffic is going two ways, and the road is not wide enough for the vehicles to pass. What's going to happen? You know, in spite of all that danger on that road, it's become an increasingly popular tourist attraction you got to wonder, is the dangerous way a popular way? The road may be popular, but it's always dangerous. How about in your life? Is the dangerous way popular with you? Is that the way that you choose to go? Not knowing, not choosing Jesus and living with Jesus being your way is the way of eternal death, of hardship. Choosing Jesus as your way leads to abundant life and eternal life and hope beyond the grave. Do all roads lead to God? Some pastors say they do, but not all roads lead to heaven. Only through Jesus. Who you become depends on what way you choose. Who are you becoming? I hope that you have a relationship with Jesus. I hope it's getting stronger through this time. And, and, and I just pray that you will take the next step in your relationship with Christ. If that means to confess him as Lord and Savior, because you don't know him and don't know the way, then that's what I would do today. If you know Jesus as Lord and never been obedient in baptism, then that's the way I would choose to go, to be baptized into Jesus Christ. If you've been a Christian for a while and you're growing, I would say maybe to spend some more time in prayer and just seek the Lord on what your next step is. You know, you get to know someone through getting to know their words. And, and it's not factual knowledge, it's relational knowledge to know him heart to heart. And I would challenge you to take that next step. Today I'd like to pray for you as we're closing up. And if you are making a decision today, please get online and chat or message us privately and let us know. And we'd love to pray for you and help you on your walk on the way. Allow Jesus to be your way maker today. Let's pray together. Eternal God and Father, we are grateful for this day. And Father, we just pray that we might have that heart-to-heart relationship with Jesus, that he would be our way. We would follow his steps, his leading, and his guiding in our lives through his Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, Lord. And Father, through this time, 
may we be encouraged that we have hope that, that this will not last, but our relationship with you will through Jesus Christ. Father, today I just pray a blessing upon these, your people, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.